Welcome to Untamed Intimacy, the show that helps you get to the core of what creates safety, love, connection, passion, and pleasure in your relationship. You'll learn how to resolve conflict, communicate authentically, and rekindle passion. So you can create untamed intimacy in your relationship. I'm Ani Manian. And I'm Lee Noto. We're the founders of Untamed Intimacy. And together, we serve couples all around the world to help them create the wildest love they have ever known. We believe that our relationships are the most powerful vehicles for growth, and our partners are our greatest teachers. If you're ready to create untamed intimacy in your relationship, then this is the podcast for you. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. And you'll be notified as soon as we drop a juicy episode. And if you really love and receive value from this podcast, we'd like to ask two things. Please leave a five-star review and consider connecting with us on Instagram at untamed underscore intimacy. And take a screenshot of your favorite episodes and share them in your stories so others can find this content too. And if you'd like to be coached live on air or have any questions that you'd like answered on the show, visit us at untamedintimacylive.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Hello, I am so excited to have you here tuning in to another Untamed Intimacy episode. This episode is a juicy one. Ani and I recorded it on Instagram Live, so you will hear us interacting with some of the people in my audience. But this episode is all about how to create a pre-sex ritual and why ritual is so important the role that ritual can serve in sex and enhancing sexual experiences, and how to create one for yourself. Tune in, cuddle up, and enjoy. (sighs) Hello, hello, Instagram Live. It's been a minute since I've been on here, but I am so happy to be back on live And I want to talk about something really, really juicy today. So if you're just joining, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. This is going to be a really, really juicy conversation. And it is hot off the press because I will share that I am glowing because I had amazing sex last night. (laughs) There is no greater gift to the world than a a well-fucked woman. Um, so I want to first start by telling a story because if you're joining, then you probably can see that the title of this live is our favorite pre-sex ritual. And years ago, even a couple years ago, I didn't really know the importance of ritual in life in general and certainly not when it came to sexuality. So I spent many, many years of my life having sex that was sometimes pleasurable Uh, having sex that I verbally consented to, but was not always a hell yes in my body, and having sex that for many years felt very performative. So I spent a lot of time throughout my life trying to make sure that everything was right, that I looked right, that I sounded right. And of course, unfortunately, most of us received our sex education from porn, and that was where a lot of my sex education came from as well. So I had all of these impressions and norms and beliefs about who I needed to be as a woman in sex, how I needed to show up, how I needed to sound, what I needed to perform like, look like, smell like, 
all of it. Now, I'd love to hear from anyone who just joined, drop an emoji in the chat if at any point in your life you have felt like you needed to perform in sex, that it wasn't exactly as you wanted it to be or what you hoped it would be. And I feel like, you know, so many of us carry these norms around sex and sexuality. So what I want to get to today is the ritual that has changed the game for Ani and I and ritual in general. And yes, thank you. So I, like I said, I spent a lot of my life not being super intentional about sex. And, you know, sometimes that led to great sex and other times it didn't. I didn't know how to communicate about my needs, my desires, my boundaries. And this is something that as an adult woman now, I'm learning how to do. So I wanna share some inside looks into our sex rituals that change the game for us so that you can create them for yourself in whatever way feels good for you. So first of all, I wanna talk about why ritual is so important. And ritual, I have to say, is different than action item on a to-do list, different than a goal, different than an intention. Ritual is something that has some sort of inherent meaning in it for you. So it can be a spiritual meaning, something that's sacred, something that is revered, respected, something that you honor. Welcome to all of those that are just joining. I'm so happy to have you here. We're talking about pre-sex rituals and why they're so important and why they make such a huge difference in the quality of sex, the connectedness of sex, how we feel in our bodies before, during, and after sex and how connected we feel to our partners if we're having sex partnered in that instance. We can also have pre-sex rituals in solo sex. So ritual is so important because it, it does a few things for us. One, it allows us to connect to the meaning behind something. So there are a, a number of rituals that we as a society practice um, and that might be saying grace before dinner. That is a ritual. And there is something in that moment when we stop to participate in that ritual that has everyone participate in the same moment with us. So it draws our awareness and a sense of presence to the ritual at hand or the activity or the moment that we're all sharing in together. So rituals pause us to connect us to meaning, to connect us to the present moment, to connect us to the reverence or sacredness of something or someone. And so having a pre-sex ritual provides a great segue between whatever we were doing before sex and sex itself. Oftentimes, and I, I can tell you from personal experience, I have had plenty of sex in my life that was, we went from one activity right into sex and it was almost like we were tone deaf. Like we just didn't understand that there was some segue that needed to happen to really become present in the moment so that all parties involved could acknowledge, okay, we're doing this now. Like here we are, we're not at dinner anymore. We're not on the couch, Netflix and chilling anymore. We're in a different space. We're in a different environment. We're in a different experience now. The act of ritual as a segue calls our awareness and attention to the transitioning of activity, the transitioning of our awareness, the transitioning for our bodies to actually step and surrender into a space 
where we're not in the going and doing of life. We're not in the checking emails, in the texts, in the getting dinner ready, in any of the things that we do in everyday life. We're transitioning into a space that as we infuse intention into it, can be more sacred, can be filled with presence, can be filled with connection, with love, with desire, with open-hearted communication. So a pre-sex ritual creates the frame around the sexual experience. For those of you who have been to a transformative workshop, right? When there is a really well-skilled facilitator, or if you've ever had a great teacher, you know that one of the things that great teachers do is they set the frame for something. They set the framework. So they don't just, you know, hurdle you into the activity. They let you know what's going to happen. They let you know what you're going to experience, what to expect, right? A pre-sex ritual sets the frame for a sexual experience. And it can also be a time in which you and your partner, if you're with a partner or partners, can have a conversation about, how you're feeling, what your body needs, what you desire, what's off limits, what you want to explore, but you feel a little apprehensive to talk about. All of these things that are so important in creating a powerful, loving, connected sexual experience can occur in a pre-sex ritual. So I'll I'll talk to you in in a few minutes about the specifics of a ritual, But what I want to share so deeply from my heart right now is that having a ritual can be profound. It can look like anything. It doesn't have to be the way Ani and I do it. In fact, I invite you to take whatever you learn today and go create one for yourself. So rituals can help us connect to the reverence, the sacredness of something. It can help us become more present, more attuned, more open-hearted and aware And it can help us connect to our bodies, the moment, whatever we're doing the ritual around. So there's huge importance to having a pre-sex ritual, particularly if you identify as a woman. And I would say this is equally important for those who identify as men as well. But I know for myself, as someone who identifies as a woman, I really need some sort of physiological, mental, emotional segue from being in the busyness of the day to surrendering and being in a sexual experience. And the way I like to think of it is like one of those drive-through car washes, which is a very non-sexual experience. But your car looks one way before you go into the car wash. And then you go into this car wash and all of these magical things happen with the brushes and the colored foam and all of the sounds and the, and the blow dryers. And then you come out on the other side and your car is squeaky clean. The ritual acts as that tunnel where all of these magical things happen. And then when you come out on the other side, there is a new version of you that has the opportunity to arrive at the sexual experience. So ritual is hugely important to ready us, to prepare us, to allow our bodies to surrender into the present moment, to allow our minds to quiet down a bit, to allow our senses to become engaged, our sense of smell, if we've lit candles, our sense of hearing, if we have music on, our sense of vision and sight, if we have different lights or adornments around the room, Right? There's so many wonderful things that having a pre-sex ritual can 
turn on inside of us. So let's take a step back for a moment because I want to tell you about a time in my life when having a sex ritual did not even occur to me in my frame of reference, in my reality. So I'll take you back to um, a very earnestly in my 20s when I thought I was on top of the world. I at the time had the idea that I was this empowered woman because I could have sex with whoever I wanted. I could have hard conversations around sex. And this was all true. And one of the things that I wasn't aware of at the time when I was in sexual experiences was that my body needed time. My body needed time to adjust to this new partner or to this experience of sex with um, you know, someone right after a dinner or whatever the situation was. And I often had experiences where because I had um, so many beliefs around my worth being tied to my desirability, my sexuality, how I looked, how I sounded, how I performed, I often rushed into sexual experiences. So I really missed the aspect of ritual in sexuality, presence and sacredness in sexuality, because I wasn't aware that this even existed. And to be honest, at that time, I wasn't even aware that my body wanted an ease. My body wanted slowness and love and attention. My body wanted care. My body wanted to be asked, are you ready for touch? Are you ready for penetration? Are you ready for stimulation? I had no access to any of these questions or thoughts or beliefs because in my mind, in my early 20s, I was like, okay, how am I going to please this man in front of me right now? Because that is what I think will make me more desirable. And I know that there are a lot of people, no matter how you identify, that have beliefs like this because it's it's how we were conditioned through society, through the media, through porn, that we have to perform a certain way, look a certain way. So I want to also present sex, sexual ritual as a way to start to allow us to see what beliefs and narratives might exist for us that perhaps are no longer serving us or create separation within ourselves and between our partners. And I also want to present ritual as a way to have a space for open conversations about things that might be coming up that feel that feel uh, scary, that feel nerve-wracking, that feel new, that feel delightful, that feel any sort of way. So ritual can be a beautiful portal into the most authentic, truest versions of ourselves. And on some days, that might be a sexual goddess or a sexual vixen who's got lingerie on and wants to be spanked. And on other days, ritual might be a portal into sensitivity and crying and emotional release and no penetration, right? There's no right or wrong way to use sexual ritual. So it becomes a portal for so many aspects of us to be seen by ourselves, to be seen by our partners, to be felt, loved, and expressed. And I'm joined here now oh, hello. by my beau himself. 
I heard you recording. This is a special. I figured I'd join. Oh, thank you. What are we talking about? We're talking about the importance of pre-sex rituals and、mm. our favorite pre-sex rituals. Nice. Is there anything you want to say on、um, just the importance of ritual? Yeah. So, I think if there's one thing that I would want you to really understand about rituals and why they're important and why they're so key,、um, it would be that a ritual basically creates what I like to call a transition point, because most of our life, most of our day. Is typically a chaotic mess of all these things we need to do.、Um, we all have some kind of work, right? Businesses, jobs.、Um, we are managing lives or managing households. There's so much stuff that needs to get done every day that needs to happen. We're thinking about so many things that, personally, for me, I've had a hard time turning all that off and going into a space where. We're just fully embodied. My mind is completely turned off, and I'm, you know, in a space of play, in a space of pleasure, in a space of expansion and gratitude and connection. And so, what I found to be really, really powerful for me is creating a transition point between one part of my day where I was maybe working, I was super engaged, I was analytical, I was thinking about problem solving, about、um, you know, creative ideas, whatever it might be, and then. I bring that to a close, and I also call this containerizing the day. So we create a container for work, and then we close that container, and then we intentionally create a new container, which might be for sex, it might be for play, it might be for movement, whatever it might be. And when we use ritual to create a transition point in the course of our day, it can provide a really conscious, mindful, intentional way to bring one container to a close and begin another one. And gives us a pause. Gives us a yeah. We can make this available. We'll maybe share this on the podcast and yeah, I will on YouTube. So yeah, we'll、uh, we'll share this out so you can continue watching later. Thanks for joining. So that pause, it's almost like a sacred pause between one part of our day, one set of activities, and another one which requires a different state from us. Right, it requires us to be in a different energy because if we're very heady, if we're still in problem-solving mode, if we're you know a little tight and contracted because we've been trying to make stuff happen all day, and we want to be in a more receiving, surrender energy with sex or with play or something else, it can be very hard to make that transition without、um, actually slowing down, without actually setting an intention, without actually bringing. The day, the time until now to a close,、um, and the other thing is that a ritual implies that there's something sacred about it. There's something <laughs> more. It's it's more special. Why? Why? Why are you laughing? You covered all the same points. Did you? Yeah, it's、oh, perfect. Did I? Okay.、So、give your part on it. Yeah, but you know, I think、um, one of the the differences between doing things and doing things in a way that feels. Like it brings in a little bit of magic into our life, is the level of sacredness, the level of specialness that we can bring to it. And when we just do things because we need to get them done, it's a different energy than when we do things because we're just so drawn to how special that experience is. We're doing it for this energetic state, right? And 
I think when we approach sex from that place, right? And I mean, this can be casual sex, but when we approach sex from that place of making it a little more sacred, a little more special and bringing a little more magic into that space, then we've seen some profound shifts take place. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about um, how to create a ritual. And if you have any questions, for those of you just joining, welcome. For those of you that had to leave, farewell. We will be posting this as a replay. Um, If you have any questions, go ahead and drop them in the chat. And if this is a topic that you're particularly curious to learn about, go ahead and drop your favorite emoji so that I can follow up with you in the DMs later. So I want to talk about the components of creating a ritual, particularly a ritual prior to sex. So when we think about what some of the aspects are that make amazing sex amazing, while this varies from person to person, there are some tried and true components that make great sex so great. And typically what that is, is when The people involved in the experience, whether one, two, or many, are present, right? Everyone is there. They're not somewhere in the past. They're not somewhere in the future, but everyone has arrived to the present moment. So presence is one key in an amazing sexual experience. Another key is openness. And I mean openness in a number of different ways. Is there, first and foremost, openness in the body. How do we create openness in the body? We'll talk about that in a minute, but is there openness in the body? Is there a sense of receptivity? And not necessarily receptivity to penetration, but receptivity to the experience itself. Receptivity to our own needs, to our own desires and boundaries. Receptivity to the partner or partners that we're engaging in this sexual experience with receptivity to new ideas or new aspects of sexual experiences. And then is there openness in the emotions? So are we arriving or are we creating a space to arrive at a sexual experience where we feel open emotionally? So do we feel like we are safe to share what is on our minds, what is on our hearts? Do we feel safe that that information is going to be received? Do we feel safe to express our needs, boundaries, and desires? So do we have uh, an openness in the body, an openness in the emotions? And then do we feel energetically open? So do we feel like this is an energy that we want to participate in? Are we feeling in our energy playful and bubbly? Are we feeling a little tender and uh, perhaps sensitive? Are we feeling kinky and adventurous? Right, our energy can lead us in different ways and we can also be led by our energy. So how are we feeling in that area of our lives? So presence, openness, what else for you makes really great sexual experiences across the board outside of those two? I think um, a key for me is if, when I think, when, if I reverse the question and I think about the sexual experiences I've had, which weren't as great right um the main one of the main things was that my body my nervous system was in a state of fight or flight and i think most people when they have sex um there is a certain level of arousal and activation that we expect that happens during sex 
But a lot of that arousal and activation is actually um, a lack of safety. And so when we are in that state, when I've been in that state, there is my mind is actually seeing that experience through that lens of threat, right? And there's a little bit of lack of safety in there. And that can manifest as fear of being judged, right? Fear of being fully vulnerable, fear of being disappointed. And so, you know, our fears are there and a lot of these fears are not acknowledged. And so we are, we feel vulnerable. We don't feel like we can fully allow those emotions to be there. Maybe we're with someone we don't know that well. Maybe we've just met them, right? And we haven't developed that deep emotional connection. And so when I think back to a lot of the sex I had when I was younger, it was in a state of fight or flight. I wasn't in a state where I felt like it was totally okay to be vulnerable. I didn't think my vulnerability and my full the depth of my experience would be fully received by the person I was with. Um, we didn't have an explicit conversation about, hey, this is where I feel like I'm at emotionally. This is where you, you know, tell me about where you're at. Tell me what would feel great for you. There was an absence of, you know, a level of explicit communication, which I think is really key to establishing that connection, to feeling um, and creating that safety proactively. And really what I call this is calibration. So our bodies, our minds, our hearts can calibrate to each other. And then we can drop into that space by locating each other perfectly and precisely. Because when we do that, then we have what we call intimacy, right? Intimacy to me is I can locate you precisely and you can locate me precisely. I feel you and I feel you feeling me and the other way around as well. So when I think about what would be really important, it's really, if I feel an absence of that calibration, it's initiating that, it's having that conversation, it's sharing, hey, I, you know, for some reason, even if it's a partner you've been with for, you know, a decade, hey, I feel really vulnerable right now. And I have some, um, some emotions coming up. I'm not really sure what to do with them. And, you know, you've said this to me multiple times. Hey, I, it's quite likely that I'm going to, burst into tears and start crying <laughs> at some point <laughs> in this experience. And there's something so powerful about saying that, you know, authentically speaking one's truth and have that be received. And I think what that does in terms of just allowing whatever's here to be here, I think that really opens up our, our channel mm -hmm. and that the opening in that channel is what allows the sexual energy to flow through that channel. And you know, we have these, uh, the Chinese meridian system, there's so many energy systems that see the body as a network of these channels, right? And when we're constricted, when we have fears, when we're anxious, when we're uh, feeling unsafe, when there's a, a state of fight or flight, then these channels aren't really allowing sexual energy to flow, right? And that because the body is constricting, the body is, you know, not feeling like it can fully be there. And when we can't be in our bodies, we retreat into our heads. And then in our heads, we basically are dissociated from our bodies. We're not really fully in our bodies. And we, we experience less pleasure. We experience less presence. We experience less connection. And the function of that is so we can get through it. So we can just, you know, get through the sexual experience without disappointing the other person, um, without, you know, feeling all the stuff that we're afraid to feel come up. 
Yeah, beautiful. So the the word that I would use to describe all of what Ani just uh, shared is a sense of safety, right? So the opposite of being in a fight or flight response prior to and during sex would be feeling deeply safe, grounded, safe to be there and to be in the experience as it arises and as you create it. So we talked about presence, openness, and safety being three key components in creating a phenomenal sexual experience. And that sexual experience can turn out in any number of ways. So optimizing for those three key areas when creating a ritual is really important, right? We don't want to just create a ritual that is for the sake of having a ritual. We want to customize the ritual for us so that whatever that activity is that we do with ourselves or our partners is going to optimize for a sense of presence, being here now, being in this present moment, letting go of the day and the to-dos and caring for the kids and the pets and the household, letting go of what is to come after the emails and work the next day, right? Being here now. The next thing we want to optimize for through the ritual is a sense of openness. Do I feel open in my body? Do I feel open emotionally, energetically? And then the third thing to optimize for is safety. And so those are the three components. And of course, if there are more that feel really important to you, of course, optimize for those in your ritual. Uh, Some of the things that we optimize for in some of our rituals are a sense of play. Sometimes it's a sense of adventure. Connection to self. Connection to self. We did that last night. Yeah, before we connect to the other person, can we take a few seconds, minutes maybe, to just connect with ourselves, with our breath, touching our own body. Um, I was really enjoying just gently touching my face in a way that I would like to be touched. Mm. I mean, how many of us actually touch ourselves the way we would like to be touched? Right? It's so rare. And yet we want to, we want to have our partners. We want to have other people read our minds and do exactly what we want, what we desire, things that we aren't willing to do for ourselves or that we're not even aware of. Exactly. So the ritual, right? Like creates so much awareness. It creates such a deep sense of connection with the self. And when we bring that into the sexual experience, it's game changing. It is. So I'm going to talk about a ritual that Ani and I did last night before we had sex. And then when I am done sharing the ritual, I'll show you our little makeshift setup. So like I said, the three things we're optimizing for are presence, openness, and safety. And then we can go to any number of sexual realms from there, whether that's kink and adventure, gentleness, tenderness. Thank you for all the love in the comments. If you are resonating with this, Go ahead and drop your favorite emojis. And if you have any questions, drop them in the chat as well. So in order to optimize for these rituals, last night, Ani and I set up, we have um, a red light and we have a little mini sauna panel, which creates the heat. So we set up our red light, which has a number of um, health benefits to it, among which are down-regulating the nervous system. And when I say down-regulating the nervous system, that means bringing us back into a state of rest and digest, parasympathetic, chill, the acknowledgement that I'm safe, I'm good, I don't have to worry about anything. That is the parasympathetic nervous system state. So that is one of many benefits to this red light therapy. 
So we set up our red light on one side. We set up our little sauna panel on the other side. And Ani and I stripped down to our underwear and we um, set up a guided breath work on, we found one on YouTube and we put it on our Bluetooth speaker. And for about 45 minutes, this breath work track guided us to get into our breath, to expand our bodies, to welcome more oxygen to the brain, to create altered states of consciousness. Turn the mind off. To turn the mind off, to turn the body on, to engage the senses. So if you're hearing all of these components, you may already start to be able to hear how we are optimizing for presence, openness, and safety. So we get in front of this red light and we're doing this breath work and we're, we're in this breath work activity for about 45 minutes, taking breaks when we need breaks and pausing to move our bodies. So in this, we are breathing, we're moving our bodies, and yes, uh, I will share the link to the breathwork um, when I repost this video. Um, so we're moving our bodies, and as someone who identifies as a woman, for me, it is so important before sex to get into my body. And I'd say this is true for those who identify as men as well. But, you know, I'm sitting at a computer all day, or I'm sending messages, I'm checking emails. We're stationary. And in sex, we're taught or we're shown that we're supposed to have these explosive orgasmic experiences, but how do we go from typing emails all day to this raging pleasure, right? We have to use ritual as a segue into more fluidity, more movement, more openness. So in this breathwork um, activity, both of us chose to move our bodies in between the breathing exercises, we chose to put our hands on our bodies. We chose to connect with each other and share some of the cool breakthroughs we were having. And then we continued the breath work. So already we're dropping into a state of presence by being in our bodies through breath. We're becoming more and more open in our bodies, physically, emotionally, energetically. And we're starting to create a sense of safety with ourselves by being in a ritual with ourselves and then creating safety with each other by connecting to each other in this ritual prior to having sex. So we got into this beautiful ritual last night and a part of this ritual that I shared with you all earlier before Ani walked in can also include a conversation about, hey, here's where I'm at today, emotionally, physically, sexually, where are you at? How would you like to co-create the sexual experience? Are you feeling wild and kinky, tender and emotional, playful? Are you feeling one way, but think you could sort of transition into another way? Does something feel off limits for you? Does something feel um, like a must have in this experience for you? There's so many, there's so many things that we just make assumptions around, or we just take for granted, which a simple conversation. What I find is that when we don't calibrate in this way, we're really in the dark about where our partner is, what they want. And so we basically are putting a massive amount of cognitive load in our load, in our, <laughs> in our minds. And we have to carry that throughout the experience because we're to keep in a hypervigilant way. Cause I am assuming everyone cares about their partner's experience. 
And so we're constantly tracking, we're constantly analyzing, hey, is this okay? I wonder if this is what she wants. Does, does this feel good for her? And so a quick conversation before can alleviate so much of that. And that just clears all that space for us to actually be in our bodies and connect from that place. Yeah. So when you think of creating your ritual, first understand what needs to be present or how you need to feel to have the most expansive sexual experience. And a set of questions you can ask is, how do I feel right now? And how do I want to show up or how do I want to feel in this experience? And so when you answer those two questions, you'll get a sense for, you know, if there is a gap and if there is a gap, then how wide the gap is. Because I would recommend you dynamically adjust your ritual to accommodate for that. Maybe your ritual is taking a long bath right? Put some essential oils, light some candles, and you take an hour long bath just to allow your body to calm down because that day you've had a lot on your mind, a lot on your plate, and you're going to need more time. And this is not just for women. I think men uh, often don't realize how much, uh, how much time they need to transition from one state to another, because, you know, conventionally men are expected to be always ready for sex. And that's not true. It, it's actually quite um, quite challenging because men feel like they have to show up with a certain energy that they're just not in. Yeah, beautiful. So think of the components that would be necessary for you to have in having the best sexual experience. And if you've not had a sexual experience that you would consider an exemplary experience, then think of if you could imagine what an amazing sexual experience would be like for you, how would you feel? What would you need to have present? What would you need to have expressed? How would your partner show up? And start to get in the habit of envisioning what this could look like, feel like, sound like, taste like for you so that you can create uh, more intimacy with that space. So as you create your ritual, it can be any number of things like Ani said, from a long bath to taking a walk outside in nature. For us, sometimes it is doing things on our own first, connecting with ourselves individually. Often one person will take a shower and the other person will stretch and just open our bodies and then we'll switch and then we'll meet in the place that we're gonna be having sex. Other times we're doing a ritual together like the one that I described where we were sitting in front of the red light and sauna and doing breath work together. Sometimes our ritual is talking and just catching up and intellectually stimulating ourselves and each other. Sometimes the ritual is creating a fantasy together. So again, rituals can change, but the importance of having a ritual as a segue or a transition between everyday life and the sexual experience can really help um, satisfy those three core components, which are presence, um, openness and safety. So anything else you want to add on just the importance of a pre-sex ritual? I think you covered it. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone has any questions, uh, I'll stay on for like another 30 seconds. Feel free to drop those in the chat. We will be reposting the replay. And I know someone asked for the link to the breathwork video that we followed yesterday. I will say it's pretty intense, but totally worth it. Um, and if this is something that has really piqued your curiosity, something that you want to learn more about, then you are the first to know that Ani and I are going to be launching 
a very special event in coming up over the next few months. And uh, I'm going to be sharing a lot more information about that here on this page. If you don't already follow our shared page, which is the page for our company called Untamed Intimacy, which as the name implies, we help those in relationships and couples create a sense of untamed intimacy where they feel safe, connected, present, and totally able to have mind-blowing sex, um, challenging and deep conversations, and all of the amazing things that you imagine would make up a powerful relationship, we're going to be launching a really special event. So go ahead and follow that page. It's at untamed underscore intimacy. I thank you all so much for being present with us today, for tuning in. Thank you for the love in the comments below. And we will definitely be back on again soon. And if there's any topics, any questions you have that you'd like us to share more about, just uh, drop a comment, send us a message. We'd love to help. Much love. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you made it this far, it probably means that you enjoyed listening, learned a lot, and are one step closer to deeper intimacy. To help couples like you discover the show and transform their lives, please consider leaving a five-star review and hitting subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at untamed underscore intimacy. We'd love to hear from you there. If you want to be the first to gain access to exclusive content, practices, and tools to create untamed intimacy in your life, join our mailing list by clicking the link in the show notes. You'll receive powerfully curated content that's no bullshit and pure love. And if you want to learn more about creating untamed intimacy in your life, then visit us at untamedintimacy.com. We see you and we appreciate you. Until next time, much love and good vibes.